This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller, Adam Abdallah, and Chris Black. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good Sunday morning to you. It is week 11 of the football season, and thus it is week 11 of your fantasy football season. Late in the year for most folks, and we are going to help you make that playoff push as we do every Sunday morning. Starting at 8 a.m., I am Jeff Meller, and of course... Going left to right here, we've got Adam Abdallah next to me and Chris Black next to Adam. Good morning, boys. Hello. What's up, Jeff? The playoff push in your fantasy league. And right around Thanksgiving is when we kind of focus in on the playoff push in real life with teams heading towards the playoff in the NFL. So it's good to talk some football this morning. Yeah. Of course. And actually the real life football ancillary to all of our fantasy Ah, football teams. That stuff doesn't matter. No. Well, everybody listening, they'll agree. Their fantasy football team's uh, win-loss record is much more important than their actual favorite team, especially if your favorite team is the Chicago Bears. Mongo and Fred Hubner will get you knee-deep into Bears talk at 9, coming up after us. But before then, if you have a question, feel free give us a call, 312-332-3776. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Adam is at... Adam A. Abdallah, and of course, Chris is at Chris Black. All right, here we go. Let's get it started. Week 11. Give to Fournette. He's got some room to the 30. 35 for Leonard Fournette. Into the open field. Leonard Fournette is in the secondary. Leonard Fournette is going to go the distance. Leonard Fournette just answered for the Jaguars. He went 75 yards. All right, this one's huge. Fournette with a tasty matchup, or what at least looks like a tasty matchup against the Browns today was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday, a non-participant in practice on Friday, and is questionable today. We'll give it a go in pregame, and uh, we'll know then. But right now, there is no clarity. Both Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon would stand to see increase in volume if Fournette is not able to go. But I will say they're also looking at some nasty weather in Cleveland, possible snow, Large wind gusts, so it could be a difficult day to get any offense started. Again, Leonard Fournette with the ankle injury is a game-time decision. Would you think that fantasy owners would sh- should just hold him out if they have a better option? Because if the weather's bad and you've got an ankle injury, you don't want to risk him slipping. or something. It's the Browns. The Jags can beat the Browns without Leonard Fournette today. Yeah, I, I believe so. If you, It depends on your options, certainly. Um, if you're, I think there's certainly a possibility that if he is active today that he gets out there they get a little bit of a lead you could see them you know put him on the bench and let yeldon and ivory go ahead and take the the bulk of the workload the other uh thought to that to counter you abdallah is the leonard fournette being seventh in the uh rankings for uh espn for running backs this week and if you have snow bad weather and a bad team that you're playing against there's a good chance he's going to get a lot of touches if he's in the game. Yeah, it's 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 really so. a difficult play. It really depends on who your options are behind him. Uh, for instance, I have Melvin Gordon in another league who's dealing with Austin Eckler problems of zone. 
But Melvin Gordon, to me, I actually made the swap this morning. I went ahead and put Gordon in ahead of Fournette just because I don't want to deal with the possibility of limited workload for Fournette. So it really depends on your options. And again, if you want to bounce those off us, 312-332-3776, we can uh, get into each and every individual one. But again, Fournette will be a game-time decision this morning. Manning on a play fake, throws one over the middle. He's got Shepard on the run, breaks free across midfield. He's to the 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Sterling Shepard, 77 yards. All right, so Sterling Shepard, this one crept up on us late last night. Dealing with an illness, undisclosed specifically, but uh, actually, I'm sorry, I did see migraines this morning. So dealing with some migraine issues, he is a game-time decision as well, although this one seems like it's a lot a lot more questionable right now, and I would say be prepared for Sterling Shepard not to go this morning. Migraines are horrible to deal with, and they, there's no way to... Uh, Adam Schefter said they're going to test him out pregame, but if he wakes up this morning and doesn't feel right, that you'll know right away. Like he's, If he can't play, he's not even going to test it and be able to go. Sterling Shepard, 11 receptions and 13 targets last time out against the 49ers. He had 142 yards receiving, so clearly he's going to get the targets if he's in the game from Eli Manning on that woeful Giants offense. Yeah, and certainly if he is active and ready to go, I would say go ahead and put him in your lineup yeah. today. Not uh, not something really to be fearful like Fournette with the ankle injury that could be dealing with all game long. If Shepard's active, I would feel free. I would feel fine starting him today because, like you just said, the targets since uh, he's come back uh, a couple weeks ago have really been there for Sterling Shepard. And there's no one else in that passing offense outside of Evan Engram that you really feel comfortable using. So Sterling Shepard, if he's active today, go ahead and put put him in your lineup. But again, if he's currently in your lineup, make sure you check the actives come ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Central time so that you know for sure that he is a go because, again, he is very questionable this morning. Shotgun snap to Rivers. Back to throw. Screen pass. Right side. Gordon at the 10. Eagles to the sideline and walks in for a go-ahead touchdown. The Chargers take a 26-22 lead. Another score, the second of the day for Melvin Gordon. So I played that highlight so that we could mention Phil Rivers' is out of the concussion protocol and is expected to start this afternoon for the Chargers as they host the Buffalo Bills at the StubHub Center. Rivers, of course, uh, self-reported the concussion on Monday, was in the NFL's concussion protocol, but again, all signs point to him starting today, so that's good news if you're a Rivers owner. I also wanted to mention uh, in that highlight, we heard Melvin Gordon get the get the score. He's been dealing with, like I said, Austin Eckler, Stealing some of his touches, especially in the passing game last week. You saw Eckler go ahead and score two touchdowns. I'll say, don't, don't start Austin Eckler today if you're looking for someone who might, you know, be the new back in the backfield. No, (laughs) Melvin Gordon is still going to be the guy for them. I'll say, though, it looks like Austin Eckler has asserted himself and is more of a third down pass catching back for them. So if we look at Phillip Rivers, he's probably around the top 10 if you're ranking the quarterbacks into this week. Um, Here's the thing with Phillip Rivers, though. Are you starting him today because you think that the Chargers are going to beat the Bills probably by a pretty big score? Philip Rivers this year has a 42.3 total QBR this season, which is the worst 
in a season for his career since 2006. His completion percentage is 60.1, which is also the worst season in his career. He's also started a ton of games uh, since 2006, the opener. He has a streak of 185 straight starts, which is the second longest active streak compared to who? Mm, Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Yes, correct. So, no, and you know, you mentioned he's actually fallen out of my top 10. Right. Uh, especially this year, he has not been the, you know, the, the, this, the game, the stats have been there a little bit. He's certainly not been a top fantasy football QB for p- players this year. I would imagine that you're only starting him with the idea that the Bills are going to be really bad today based on the quarterback that they're starting, based on the way they lost last week, and based on the fact that they're traveling all the way across the country to the West Coast. So, like, outside of that, I don't know if you'd be starting Phillip Rivers on your team unless you have some form of an injury where you have to. The Buffalo Bills are 20th in defensive ranking in uh, DVOA, so I think they will be a little susceptible, especially with after traveling and everything. So I think Philip Rivers, you're like you said, he's right around the top 10. So he's probably a guy where you're you're having a quarterback debate yeah. him or someone that's probably in that you know 17th to 18th ranking in, in overall quarterbacks. So you might have a dilemma here, and it's you know the last couple weeks of the season here, you're fighting for a playoff spot. So you definitely have to debate whether or not you should be starting Philip Rivers. Yeah. Depends. I mean, you know, you may be looking at, okay, do I want to go with Case Keenum? That's a situation where I'm still, I'm going to start Rivers over Keenum because while Keenum put up some nice numbers last week, he is prone to making the throw. He probably shouldn't. He'll, he'll attempt to throw the ball in tight windows. He doesn't really have the arm. He should do that. So someone like Case Keenum, you may be on the fence about, I will still start Rivers over Keenum. Would you start Rivers over Blake Bortles? Yes. Okay. Because the weather factor too, like Bortles is, look, if you saw, do you guys see the Jags game yeah, last yeah. week against yeah, the Chargers? I mean, yeah. Blake Bortles did all he could to go ahead and put that one in the Chargers' win column, and yet the Chargers wouldn't take it. One more, Jay Cutler against Tampa Bay. You know what? Uh, Cutler or Rivers today, I currently have Rivers higher on my ranks, but push comes to shove. It's in my lineup. It's a, it's a coin flip. If you yeah. want, if, Cutler's been pretty good over the last three weeks. And if you want to go ahead and put Cutler in your lineup, I would not debate you hard on that one. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks that people could be streamlining <laughs> yeah, today. Well. Like, like you might have to pick up uh, Fitzpatrick, Keenum, Bortles. I mean, Brett Hundley against the the Baltimore defense that hasn't been that great this season. Even you know um, Joe Flacco against the Green Ugh, Bay defense. Man. I know, but like if you're if you're desperate, just don't be the guy who spot starts Nathan Peterman. Yes. Oh, just don't yeah, be that guy, doing, right? Yeah. Nobody don't No, that no, yeah, that's unless you're in a two quarterback league. <laughs> don't be that guy. And look, if you're in a two quarterback league, you got four teams still on buys last <laughs> last time of this year, we get to hear the house band in sync play us yeah. all the NFL teams on buy this week. So that's coming up in about fifteen minutes. I know everyone's anticipating. A lot of people just wake up at eight thirty. They set their alarm at eight thirty so that they can hear it yeah. in sync every Sunday morning. Peterman or Osweiler, I'll take the crab juice. That's a, that's a Simpsons reps, reference. How old is that reference? It's, a, it's an old reference. It's at least 20 years. Uh, uh, right. uh, Back to Jeff. One more injury to hit on. <laughs> Roger shotgun. Montgomery to his right. First and goal to go. The Seattle six. Snap. Rogers gives to Montgomery. Oh, he goes. Spinning his way to the goal. Touchdown. He's in. Touchdown. And the Packers take the lead. Stands for Ty Montgomery. 
And Ty Montgomery has already been ruled out. I know most Aaron Jones owners already knew that he is dealing with his own knee injury. He's gone four to six weeks. So with Ty Montgomery out as well, that means Jamal Williams will see, I would guess, 15 to 20 touches minimum this week. But the problem is, I believe Jamal Williams' longest carry so far this season has been seven yards. So twenty tu- get ready for a whole bunch of 20 touches for maybe 65 yards. Maybe he falls into the end zone for you today. But, uh, you know, just based on the sheer volume, Williams is probably a start for most teams. But the Baltimore defense is a tough defense to run on. So in DVOA. So all, all, you know, again, I, I'm just giving you the name, Jamal Williams, because if you're in deeper leagues, you got him off of the free agent wire this week. He's somebody you're probably going to need to plug in because running backs are so hard to find these days. But don't uh, don't get too excited. He's just a sheer volume play, more of an RB2 flex. It would be yeah. hard to believe that if you watch that game, Ravens-Packers, that they the Packers will have as much success as they had last week against the Bears. Yeah, I just don't see backup quarterback, backup running back. I just don't see that offense against the Ravens producing what they did last week against mm-hmm. the Bears defense. I will say the encouraging signs were that at least McCarthy allowed Hunley to go downfield yeah. a little bit, which opened up the offense just a bit. Although, like you said, that's going to be more difficult against the Ravens today. Again, this is Fantasy Football Frenzy. I'm Jeff Meller along with Chris Bleck and Adam Abdallah. I see Mongo McMichael in yes, there with the Mongo. donuts and coffee like My he always does. Here. Mongo will be here with Fred coming up at 9 o'clock. And Mongo brought that uh, Chicago's NFL game day to preview Bears and Lions. But again, if you have a fantasy football question, lines are filling up. Uh, get, us, get in 312-332-3776. We will help you get a victory. Let's try Ryan in Oak Brook. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, guys. Love the show. Thanks. All right, so my question is, I have a, a flex play, Fournette, Duke Johnson, or Ted Ginn Jr., two-point PPR. Two-point PPR, right? Wow. Get yep. some. That's a, ga- up, That's a game changer for me, Ryan. Um, yeah. It's going to be tough passing. I w- like, I want to say Duke Johnson, but the passing conditions are yeah. going to be difficult there. Good thing is Kaiser's got a strong enough arm, but... If uh, Ryan, if Fournette's active, I still I still have to tell you go ahead and put Fournette into the lineup. But again, you're going to have to check the actives at around ten thirty, eleven o'clock. If Fournette is not a go, I would go ahead and put Ted Ginn in. Like I said, I do like I oh, I want to say Duke, but with the weather, with it's just it's just a mess there in Cleveland. So I would say if Fournette is active, play Fournette. If he's not, go ahead and use Ted Ginn Jr. For your, uh, Do you guys uh, foresee flex. a lot of points between the Saints and the Redskins? Because that's where I would lean towards Ted Ginn, especially in a two-point mm-hmm. PPR. Two points. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. I, I can't say that I've heard of a, a two-point PPR see, league. The over-under for the Skins and the Saints is 52 and a half. Yeah, so. look, I, I expect there to be points there. The The reality is, though, and I'm sure anybody who's watched the NFL closely these days knows that the Saints have really become a ball control offense with mm-hmm. Mark Ingram, Elvin Kamara. You know, Drew Brees, his, his uh, pass attempts are way down. He's still a very good, productive player, but for fantasy purposes, he hasn't been the Drew Brees he has been in the past. With You know, look, trade deadline lurking for a lot of teams, if it's not today, so it's kind of... A lot of leagues, uh, the trade deadline may have happened or it may be coming up this week, like this Wednesday before the Thursday games. Yeah. So if Drew Brees is somebody who still you still may be able to get, get value for, 
I would say go ahead and just check the market because he is, while a, a, a great, a top three NFL quarterback, he is not a top three fantasy quarterback this year. The Saints do not want to operate like they once did. But, yeah, like you said, they're at home, Chris, against the Redskins. Gins a decent play. Here's what you need to know about the Saints offense. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are both in the top ten. They're yes. top six, actually. Alvin Kamara's top eight, number six in the ESPN running back PPR rankings. That's for the Saints to have two running backs in the top six. That's unheard of. Now, yeah. Now, it's not going to be as good as it was probably any other week that it was against the Bills last week. But still... They are committed to getting both Ingram and Kamara the ball. And so, again, that you have to kind of change the way you look at the Saints offense mm-hmm. if you have viewed it differently. Let's try Derek in Brooklyn. Hello, Derek. Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing today? Good. Uh, two, two quick questions, man. I got Doug Martin as my, in my RB1, but I don't trust him. So you think I should take him out and put King and Drake in? And second question is I have Deshaun Jackson in my flex, and I got Randall Cobb and Sterling Shepard on the bench. All right, so hold on. You threw a lot at us there. One question. I would say, well, I, you know, there's a way to... to, to I'm ca- sorry. No, no, that's okay, Derek. There's a way to kind of formulate, though, you know, in the future, say, hey, I need, like, you know, you know, I need two or three of these five. Makes it a little bit easier. I'd say keep oh, Doug... Sorry. That's okay. No, keep, you're the man, Derek. Keep Doug Martin. In the, I like, of the guys you mentioned, the three that stand out to me, Derek, Doug Martin, I know he's been, uh, you know, not ideal, but he still commands 20 touches per game. Uh, I like Kenyon Drake as well, and then Sterling Shepard, if he's active, someone you, you need to have in your lineup. So play around with it. Try and get those three into those two spots, Derek. I think you can do it based on what you told us with the flex option. Latavius Murray going against the yeah. Los Angeles Rams. The Rams have the best defense in football. Yep. I know Murray had uh, 17 uh, carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown last week against Washington. But remember, that Rams defense is really good. So I would be apprehensive playing Latavius Murray. Murray can certainly fall into the end zone. He seems to be, well, I, I say he seems to be the goal line back, but they actually rotate in McKinnon and kind of uh, give each guy series. So it's not always Murray in the goal line package. But Murray certainly is a viable option. But I still prefer Doug Martin with a good matchup against the Dolphins today. He's still the lead back for the Bucks. Still got 20 carries last week. And uh, I do like Kenyon Drake in that same game as well. He gets a crack at the Bucks defense, which has been very susceptible this year. So, you know, both are, are decent options. I, I don't love Latavius Murray. Hard to predict touchdowns. Certainly yeah. if a guy gets a touchdown, it generally will make your week. But um, not something that you can predict easily. Kind of need to get lucky and not sure that the opportunities will be there for Latavius Murray. Again, I'm Jeff Meller along with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Helping you set your fantasy football lineup. Let's try Vinny in Algonquin. Oh, hold on one moment there. Hey, what's up, Vinny? Vinny! Hey, what's up, Vinny? Not too much. Uh, I got uh, two big issues, actually. First one will be real quick. Jared Goff in Minnesota or Drew Brees at home against Redskins? Like right. The way that Breeze has been uh, running the ball more Mason. Certainly. And I understand that, look, uh, Sean McVay is just a, a brilliant offensive tacticianer. I love what he does for the Rams. He puts them in great opportunities. But the oh, Vikings yeah. at home, that's a, that's a stiff competition, mm-hmm. Vinny. So even though Goff's been really good so far this year, I'm going to go ahead and say, go ahead and start Drew Brees. And then I'll slip in, even though we're not supposed to allow it, I'll tell you. Start Chris Thompson in your other uh, 
play that you had there. Swapped questions on us. So yeah, yeah, one question, you know. That. I'm generous, though. Why not? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's that time of year. Uh, feeling a little generous to the folks out there. Holidays are right around the corner, so why not? Let's be in a giving mood. But again, please try and limit your questions to one. We've got plenty of people on the line who want to get through. Let's try Rick in Elmwood Park. Good morning, Rick. You're on ESPN 1000. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? What's yeah. up, Rick? All right, man. I got four point PPR. Danny Woodhead or CJ Anderson. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure, Rick. That's a tough one. So Danny Woodhead is active today. He will return off of injured reserve, dealing with the hamstring injury that uh, you know put him out for ten weeks. He's gone since week one, and in a PPR format, very interesting. I will say though, Rick. I'm a little bit concerned. You never know quite what you're going to get from a guy in terms of what his role will be with the team the first week he returns from injury. You've still got Buck Allen, who can you know be a decent pass catcher for the Ravens. W- wouldn't be surprised to see them ease Woodhead back in this first week here. And again, it's going to be cold up at Lambeau, so tough playing conditions. C.J. Anderson against the Bengals at home. I'm going to say go with C.J. Anderson. The workload, I think, should be there. I just don't know what you're going to get. I'm always a little cautious when a guy's returning from injury mm-hmm. and he's not a a you know a slam dunk player who you feel good about starting, like you know a lead back type. C.J. Anderson's had a pretty disappointing year if you're looking at the fantasy stats. He was really good against Dallas. He had 25 carries of 118 yards and a touchdown, but... Pretty much, he had 78 yards against Kansas City, 95 against Oakland. He hasn't cracked 100 again. It, he has one touchdown on the season. You're, no, no, you're right. Look, it's been very disappointing for C.J. Anderson. The only thing I'll say is that I just I, I can't give you the go-ahead on Danny Woodhead yeah. over Anderson this week without seeing what well, Woodhead is going to be able to provide for you. It, it's pointing out how inept the Broncos' offense has been this year based on not having consistent quarterback play. And that has affected the running game. He's Chris Black, along with Adam Abdallah. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, if you want to hit us up on Twitter with your questions, we'll answer those later in the show as well. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Adam Abdallah is at Adam. Don't forget the third A. Adam A. Abdallah. And uh, Chris is at Chris Black. Hit us up on Twitter. We will do our best to answer your questions that way as well. Again, last five weeks of the year, last chance to hear Justin and NSYNC. Justin and Lance. For you, that's my ringtone. That's true. You can always get them these days. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. This is your Fantasy Football bye week Reminder. Bye weeks Todd going to Jersey and no bye weeks And now he's dead. Stop making The following teams are not playing this week. The Indianapolis Colts. The New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, the Carolina Panthers. Thank you, PSA. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. Here we go, Fantasy Football Frenzy, week 11. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Adam Abdallah and Chris Bleck. We will answer your fantasy questions, 312-332-3776. Give us a call, and we will do our best to answer that. If uh, you're just joining us again, Leonard Fournette will be a game-time decision. He's going to test the ankle pregame in Cleveland as the Browns host the Jags. 
pretty bad weather out there, so make sure you're checking on Fournette's status around 10.30, 11 o'clock Central Time to ensure that he actually is in your lineup. Same thing with Sterling Shepard dealing with migraines. He will be a game-time decision as well. Check that out. Chiefs-Giants today at the Meadowlands. And if you have the uh, Carolina Panthers defense, make sure that you swap them out since they are on by. You do want to do that. Um, We haven't mentioned it yet, so I will now just to kind of handle all the business. Elshon Jeffrey is on the... He's on the injury report with an ankle injury listed as questionable. Night game tonight, Eagles and Cowboys, but encouraging signs. All things are pointing to him being a go tonight, so you can probably feel pretty safe about putting him in your lineup. I know I always get nervous when you have a, a, a guy at the in the night game yeah. with a little with a questionable status. Yeah, per Adam Schefter, uh, he's questionable with an ankle injury, is expected to play tonight versus Dallas. So. Again, that's not a guarantee, yeah. but, you know, we, we put that information out there just so people are aware of it. You know, maybe uh, in worst case scenario, have some type of fallback option if it's not in that game. Perhaps, you know, maybe a Terrence Williams or like a, a Cole Beasley, if they're available, just be ready to check on it just on the off chance that he's not available. Can I give you guys just one quick thought? Mm-hmm. Pretty good primetime slate this weekend. We had a good Thursday night game. We have a good... Sunday night game, the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Monday night game is interesting. The Falcons and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. It's a really good primetime slate this week. I'll, look, they're, they're, they're interesting. The Eagles-Cowboys game looks interesting. I think that one's going to turn into a blowout pretty quickly. Probably, um, but, but beforehand, right. before I sit down to watch Certainly. it, I'm, I'm excited and I'm interested to see Carson Wentz. Versus Dak Prescott. Which I'll is, also throw Patriots Raiders in there too. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting. Mexico game boys. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. You'll say Fiesta as as Teca. They'll be down there. Um, oh, and if if we know anything about the Azteca, is the fact that when the U.S. soccer team goes there, they they often lose because they can't keep their lungs up to shape. They're yeah. not fit. That and also, if you're <laughs> if you're not aware, if you're not a big football fan, what they like to do in Mexico, and I'm not sure this will they'll get the same treatment in. Uh, as, for NFL games because yeah. it's not it's not hostile it's not Mexico against the US right. but they love to throw bags of urine oh yeah it's nice what the, dead serious check <laughs> no, it out no I yeah. know but I bags, hope that doesn't bags of urine oft, is, um... often thrown from the upper decks of Azteca at US players so let's hope that's not the case in, oh, in this like... NFL game is that I know you you guys might not know the answer. Have answers. you never been hit with a bag of urine? No, I'm yeah, just trying to go through the, I'm trying to go through the mindset that I'm someone has in. to like wake up and be like, "All right, I got my jersey ready. <laughs> I've I got some beers ready. I got to pee in a bag." Wait, 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 wait. I it's... forgot something. He runs back inside. <laughs> so, like, do you double the bag? You, you have to double bags? the bag. Yes. Double bag it. Good question. Hmm. I, I think you I think if you if you're throwing a bag of urine at someone you probably want to I think you at least although, you at least start with two bags and then maybe you remove the first bag before you throw uh, it. Oh, sorry Abdallah, you can't pee in a bag. All I have is tin foil. Let's be honest though, it's not it's not it's not nearly as weird if it's your own urine. No Ziplocs. <laughs> That's the type of breakdown and analysis you get here on ESPN 1000 oh, Fantasy Football man. Frenzy. Uh, my question before we got uh sidetracked was is that stadium higher in altitude than mile high in Denver? It is. So, yeah, uh, breathing might be an issue, uh, you know, for some of the players out there, although I expect the Patriots to be 
running for long touchdowns and then be able to go on the sidelines and catch a breath yeah. to allow their defense out there. So that one is something to look forward to. That's the uh, 325 start. So that's uh, CBS primetime. I wonder if I have to check that. I have the uh, the broadcast crews. That might be, though, uh, Nance Romo. So, um, again, this is Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Oh, yeah, you did mention, too, the Falcons-Seattle mm-hmm. game. Look, don't fear the Legion of Boom. The reason being, we already know Richard Sherman's lost for the year. Cam Chancellor likely mm-hmm. to go on injured reserve. He's not going to play tomorrow night. All of a sudden, even though Earl Thomas is going to return, that secondary is not what people have come to fear. Michael Bennett's on the injury report. The Seahawks are a mess. Yeah, and, the, and then the Falcons, are they real or are they fake? Well, Last week they looked really good, but two weeks ago we were on this show discussing how bad the offense has looked this year. And they won't have Devontae Freeman. He's out with a concussion this week. He suffered a concussion early in the game last week. Yes, good points. Tevin Coleman stands to see a large number of touches this week. So Tevin Coleman, probably a must start if you've been holding on to him all year. All right, let's get to the phone callers here. Let's try Tom in Bridgeport. What's going on, Tom? Good morning, guys. How are you today? Very good. I need three, three of these four. I need Lamar Miller, Deion Lewis, Darkwall from the Giants, or mm-hmm. Abdullah from the Detroit. So Lamar Miller, lock him in, and then you've got Darkwa, Abdullah, and Deion Lewis. And I'm going to tell you, you know what? I'll go Abdullah and Deion Lewis. Go ahead and bench Darkwa. Look, I... I, I this is. I don't like to predict exactly how a game's going, going to unfold because when you do that, a lot of times you end up just looking silly. But the Giants are just a team that looks like they've really quit mm-hmm. on Ben McAdoo and the Chiefs. I could easily see once they go up, you know, start of the second quarter towards the half, Giants being in a situation where okay, they're they're playing catch up, and when they do do that, Darkwa is no longer the lead back. So. I would say he's the guy I want to bench of the options you have there. I will say that, Jeff. A lot of the sharp perspective, though, is on the Giants based on the 10-point line yep. and based on the thought that you just said where it looks like they've given up, where many times that team that looks like they've given up, it's the NFL. There's all this parody. Most teams are pretty similar, and they come out and they surprise everyone with a nice game at home, even if they yeah. don't win. So. So that's out there. I didn't, many that's, of the gambling well, experts on our station have suggested that the play this week is the Giants at home plus the 10. No, you're right. The public is certainly on the Chiefs because what the last two efforts yeah. you've seen from the Giants. But I also will say sometimes the team has quit on a team. Oh, yeah. They and, look and, bad. And, <laughs> they look bad, yeah. So McAdoo I, looks in over his yeah. head. They look bad. The, for the fantasy analysis, never, nevertheless, even if they haven't quit, of those options, Darkwa is the least appetizing for me. So go ahead and bench him, mm-hmm. Tom. Let's try Desmond in Oakland. Hello, Desmond. Good morning. How you fellas doing this morning? Not bad. Good. All right. I got. One, I need one of the three. I have uh, Mari Cooper, Kevin Benjamin, or Sammy Watkins. Uh, lock in Amari Cooper. Pretty easy of those options. Look, Calvin Benjamin, he's only going to be playing his second game for the Bills today so you know and with Nate Peterman throwing him the ball that is not enticing at all and then Sammy Watkins look Watkins while he's a deep threat he's lucky to get one two catches a game these days so that one's pretty easy Desmond I love when they're a slam dunk Amari Cooper for sure no worries at all let's try let's go to the south side Adam good morning Adam hello you're on fantasy football frenzy I got a quarterback question I have golf at Minnesota Cousins at New Orleans or Alex Smith at Giants? 
all great options. And look, we just kind of laid out why I think the Chiefs are the play. I think they end up scoring quite a few points today. And Jared Goff, tough defense against the Vikings. Even though I, I like the Rams to win today, I'm not trusting Jared Goff over those better options right now. Alex Smith's year has been fantastic. And again, I, I just like the matchup against the Giants today. Your thoughts? Alex Smith's the fifth-ranked quarterback, according to the ESPN rankings. It's a new Alex Smith this year. I don't see, yeah, you can have this debate, Cousins, Goff, or Smith. I don't know if you've got two of those guys on your, uh, both of those guys on your roster, Adam. Maybe consider trying to trade one of them here before the deadline now that buys are going to be are over. So you could maybe keep Alex Smith for the rest of the season because moving forward, I think Alex Smith has proven he's been able to throw the deep ball now this season. I think he's the way to go. So maybe see if you can unload one of those guys. I think it's pretty obvious to me that you cross off Jared Goff first because Minnesota's defense is so good and they're on the road. And this young team, even though they're so exciting so far, let's see them prove it on the road in a hostile environment up in Minnesota. So I would cross off Jared Goff. Then I'm looking at Cousins at New Orleans and you'd say, okay, a lot of points, but New Orleans defense has been awesome yes. this year. So I think the play is Alex Smith against a sleepy, not interested New York Giants on yeah. the road. The good news is like Alex Smith, the floor for him is 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 pretty high. You you feel yeah. safe that you're going to get some decent points from Smith. The other guys, yes, look, Jared Goff's been awesome, but like you laid out, Zimmer with that Vikings defense, it's gonna be a tough game. I would say the other guys are just better options right now. Now, maybe going forward, if Goff lights up the Vikings defense again, right? maybe you say, you know what, let's time to just lock him in and set it and forget it every week. But for now, let's let him prove it for one more week. You mentioned, too, the Saints defense. I mean, remember how bad they were the first oh, yeah. two weeks. I mean, they're top five in DVOA right now. It's, it's insane. In, and, and if you factor in, take out those first two weeks, my God, they've been the best defense in the league. Minus the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Here, here are the stats. The Saints have allowed 17 points or fewer in four straight games. It's the longest streak since a uh, five-game streak in 2006. That was Sean Payton's first season. The Saints have allowed 10 points or fewer in each of its last two games for the first time since 2010. The last time they had a longer streak of that was in 1991 when they had six straight games like that. So the defense is on fire for the Saints. Let's uh, head up north, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Dave? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, fighting to make the playoffs here. Came out and I uh, had a couple guys come off of uh, five from last week and receivers. I need three of four PPR. Uh, I got Jeffries, uh, who's like you said, was a little lame coming in this week. Uh, Woods has got a tough, this, tough game. I got Marquise Lee and Keenan Allen. Need three of four. So of those, you know what? This one's pretty easy for me. Go ahead and bench Marquise Lee. There, look, he's dealing with his own injury. Um, you have D.D. Westbrook returning for the Jags. He, I don't know if you guys saw this actually. D.D. Westbrook uh, said that he's expecting a 200-yard receiving game today. Ooh, well, you know what that lock him up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just just someone it. to be aware of. But. Marquise Lee of those options is pretty clear-cut bench for me, Dave, in the PPR format. Allen, Jeffrey, Woods, all good options. And, again, not just that. like There could be some pretty nasty weather in Cleveland today as they're expecting snow, gusts of wind. So could be a tough game. And, of course, Blake Bortles is the one throwing the ball to yeah, Marquise Blake Lee. Blake Bortles, bad weather. We discussed what could happen if they don't have the running attack from Leonard Fournette. So I don't like the Jags' plays today. Agreed.
Nice. Nice job. That is Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. <laughs> I'm Jeff Meller. Again, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. Chris is at Chris Black and Adam is at Adam A. Abdallah. Agreed. Let's try Brian and Lyle. Looks like he's got a PPR question. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's going on, guys? Nah, not much, man. Yeah. Half point PPR, and I'm actually going to add one more since I told uh, the audio man. Uh, I got AP, uh, Keenan Allen, Doug Martin, or I just started noticing they're projecting Danny Woodhead with some points. Any chance he's getting some PPR love today? Certainly. So you just need one of those options, Bri? Yeah, just one. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So Woodhead... Look, if he's, you know, if he's available and you might have room on your roster, he's someone I advise to go ahead and pick up. But of those other options, those other guys are locked in for some workload. So let's keep him off the list. Then it comes down to Peterson, Martin, and Allen. I'm in the, even though it's the PPR format, I'm, I still have, uh, Adrian Peterson over Doug Martin. The workload for them, if Arizona is going to win this game against the Houston Texans today, you're going to see a heavy dose of Adrian Peterson. Keenan Allen's been a little bit disappointing this year. With uh, with Rivers, the Bills. The Bills got running a lot last week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say go ahead and start Adrian Peterson. I think you're probably in line for 25 touches. That's what we've seen out of the Arizona Cardinals and the way they're using AP this year. And Blaine Gabbert starting for them. So you would anticipate Adrian oh, Peterson's yeah. going to see a heavy workload. I would say that right now, Adrian Peterson has found, he he's obviously found new life, but the way, when it comes to playing Gabbert, they're going to limit his throws as much as possible. So Adrian Peterson, to me, is a must-start. We mentioned Woodhead earlier about how you wouldn't want to uh, use Woodhead in a situation because he hasn't really proven anything yet because he's coming right back off an injury up in Green Bay. It's going to be cold up there. We don't know how much they're going to use him. If something comes up with him, you know, after he gets a few touches, a few reps during the game, if he gets hit the wrong way, he might not be able to play the rest of the game. So wait a week for Woodhead, but definitely uh, Peterson for sure. You know, based on the um, game plan from Bruce Arians and the Cardinals, based on the quarterback play this week for the Cardinals, if AP gets the carries, he's probably going to produce for you. I mean, 37 carries, 159 yards against San Francisco. His first week with the Cardinals, he had 26 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. In the two games where he didn't really produce yardage or scores, he had 21 carries against Seattle, which is a good rush defense. He only had 29 yards. And his second game with the Cardinals against the Rams, which we know is one of the best defenses in all of football, he only had 11 carries for 21 yards. So if he touches the ball, there's a good chance. If he gets it many times, he's going to produce yards and possibly scores for you for the Cardinals. Again, that's Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. I'm Jeff Maller, Fantasy Football Frenzy here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Let's head on out to Racine, our old buddy George. Hello, George. Good morning, man. Hi. Good morning, guys. Um, here I am with a dilemma of dropping somebody for a kicker. You know, I load the, the thing up, the lineup. Um, so my choice of, of dropping would be... Um, Woods receiver. Okay. Uh, Corey Davis. Okay. And I could, I have Arizona and the LA Chargers uh, that I could keep one and just stream the others and keep the players. With the defense? Yeah. So in that situation, it, you know, an interesting philosophical question George brings up. At this point of year, you're past the buys. You've yeah. probably sorted out a lot of your running back wide receiver issues. You're through those issues. Hopefully, again, right. just one more uh, one more bye week to go with the Colts, Jets, Niners, and Panthers this week. I would say 
I would this week definitely drop. Uh, you said Arizona and who? The Chargers. I would drop Arizona their defense to make room for a kicker. The Chargers defense against a rookie quarterback yeah. and Nath Peterson. They get after the they get after the pass the passer there very well. You've got uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa who are relentless. So you can and you know expect some points there. However, I will say. In the right situation, if you have the roster room, if we're not talking about a very shallow bench, I will now, at this point of the year, I will carry two defenses if I feel comfortable with my running back and wide receiver positions and I don't have anyone else sitting out there. Like right now, in one league, I currently have the Rams defense, which has been, as you pointed out by DVOA, the best defense. And in terms of fantasy purposes, I believe they're second or third after the Jags. Mm -hmm. So they've been a very productive defense. So I love having them. But I also, while the Rams were on by, snatched up the Eagles defense, and they have turned into one of the top five fantasy football defenses. They get after the pass rusher. You've got guys like Fletcher Cox and Brendan Graham and Chris Long, who are just they'll just terrorize. And oh, don't forget uh, Timmy Jernigan. So they can absolutely maul a team. So in this scenario, while everyone will tell you, you know, just stream defenses, worry about them later. That is on draft day. When you're approaching the fantasy football playoffs and you have a couple of decent defenses out there, go ahead and pick one up and play the matchup because this is exactly what you want. You want the opportunity to go ahead and use the Chargers defense against a rookie quarterback, Nathan Peterman, making his first NFL start. That's how you can win on the margins in fantasy football. And you can also look at, say, the Eagles. Uh, that defense also gets rolling based on the offense being so good this year as well because, you know, the other team has to start throwing the ball because they're behind in games, and that's when the Eagles' defense can start blitzing more, and they love doing that. And then it kind of it's an avalanche effect based on the, the situation of the game. Yeah. And then you start racking up even more points based on defense. Let's... Sorry, well, I say the Eagles. You mentioned that they're they're eighth in uh, defensive DVOA right now. So. And so you you kind of pointed out the way the game unfolds will be very helpful for your fantasy purposes. I think we're all going to be watching tonight the Eagles against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and we're going to see what Jason Garrett does with Tyron Smith now out again for a second consecutive week. I mean, it, look if you if you're watching the game like me last week, you were introduced to A.J. Claiborne. Mm -hmm. Hey, I didn't know he was in the league, but hey, he now has six sacks on the day. Yeah. Because uh, Chaz Green could not handle him without help. Chaz Green has since been removed from the starting lineup. I believe Byron Bell will be your left tackle. The one positive I would say for if you're a Dallas Cowboys supporter or you have any fantasy interest with guys like Dak Prescott, Des Bryant, maybe... uh, Alfred Morris or Rod Smith. The encouraging news is that the Cowboys did not learn about Tyron Smith until Saturday. They did not know he was going to be out until last Saturday, which, look, the game plan is already implemented. It can be very difficult, I think. Now, this is not trying to excuse Jason Garrett because at a certain point when a guy gets to, I don't know, three, four sacks, you might want to, you know, throw some help and chip on him. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll give them a give them this you know benefit of the doubt. They now have known all week that Tyron Smith was l- unlikely to play, and so they can at least game plan for helping out Byron Bell. But the issue is, it's not just that they're going to be dealing with guys like Brendan Graham and Chris Long on the outside. 
Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan are beasts up the middle. I think the Eagles are going to have their way with the Cowboys today. It's going to be difficult for a lot of their offensive skill players, at least in my opinion. That's the way I see it unfolding. It should be, like Chris said earlier, two uh, very good primetime games here coming up because we've got the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys tonight and then the Seahawks and the Falcons tomorrow. So we'll see how things play out. They could end up being blowouts, as, as Miller is predicting, but Chris and I think they'll be, they'll be decent games. Well, I, I mean... I just think the well, the good teams in these matchups are really good. So it's up to the team that is not as good to keep pace. Certainly. It's up to the Cowboys to make it interesting. I'll tell you what, yeah. it's, it's it, up for the oh. Seahawks to keep it interesting. If we think Atlanta's offense is for real and and this team is for real, I'm interested road. to see how Dak Prescott plays against a top, you know, ten defense. Certainly, right will now, Jason so. Garrett put him in position to excel? Yeah. That's the real question. We should mention, too, um, look, it'd be a different scenario if Ezekiel Elliott were here, but we all know, obviously, he'll be serving his second game of a six-game suspension. He did drop the appeal finally, so if you've held on to him all season long, you do know that hopefully you at least have him back for your championship week if you can get there. Someone asked me, would they drop, uh, should they drop Ezekiel Elliott for David Johnson this week? I said no. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, is guaranteed to return in Week 16. David Johnson is still up in the air. Mm-hmm. David Johnson is worth a roster spot if you can make room. But if it comes down to, okay, is Elliott the drop? No. Keep Elliott. You know he's going to be back in Week 16 at the very least. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, here we go. Two-minute warning, fast and furious, boys. All right, Jeff, the first question on Twitter. Devontae Parker or Doug Barton in a PPR league? Uh, let's go with Parker. Uh, Drake Mixon or Peterson from Eddie, half-point PPR. Ooh, the half-point PPR throws it in. Still, Peterson, I like the – I think he's going to get the workload today. One of the quarterbacks we were just talking about, Dak Prescott or Jared Goff? Ooh, let's go with Goff. I don't, I don't trust – what uh, Dak's working with right now. Scott on Twitter can't believe he's asking, but Matt Ryan or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, this is easy. Go with Matt Ryan. Again, don't fear the Legion of Boom because two-thirds of the feared and vaunted Legion of Boom will not be participating. Chancellor and Sherman both out on Monday night. I like questions like this. Here's Brad. I have a bunch of running backs out on bye this week or injured. Do I pick up uh, Tariq Cohen or Damian Williams? Hmm. Let's you know what? Let's go with Cohen. I think they're going to make a concerted effort to get him some touches after last week. And, and Damian Williams, honestly, he's in a timeshare as well. Cohen's a little more explosive. Bob needs two out of the five: Fitzgerald, McKinnon, Devontae Parker, Thompson, or Ivory. Fitzgerald and Parker. Ivory, interesting. Chris Ivory, if Leonard Fournette is not a go, is worth talking about to say that. He will see, obviously, he might be a flyer that you can grab if you're in a pinch and you don't like your flex spot. But beware, TJ Yeldon will see plenty of touches as well for the Jags. Mike on Twitter wants to know, should he uh, play uh, Carson Wentz or Drew Brees? Oh, don't even think about that one. Carson Wentz, lock him in. Last one, boys. Standard League, Vernon Davis or Jared Cook? Uh, Go with Vernon Davis without uh, Jordan Reed, who is also out again today. Vernon Davis is the clear uh, target monster for the Redskins. All right, that's going to wrap us up. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. If you missed us, you can check out the podcast. That'll be up shortly. Again, Chris Black. Follow him at Chris Black. Follow Adam Abdallah at 
at Adam A. Abdallah. I'm Jeff Meller. Follow me at Jeff underscore Meller. Hit us with your Twitter questions. We'll answer those before the noon game start as well. Thanks for listening, folks. Mongo and Fred coming up next right here on ESPN 1000. Touchdown.